0: Hide, Hide your kids. kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right, right where, it where it hurts. hurts. Complete, Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. Recording this week from Unleash in Paris with a residency at the Tex Colonel booth. You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Joel Cheeseman. And this is Chad, t-shirt and underwear so wash. And on this week's abbreviated episode, we're talking Unleash, LinkedIn layoffs, Layoffs, and sandwich sacking, and who'd you rather? Let's do
0: this. We got McGrath. Oh, dude. That <laughs> intro was so loud. Oh, that was so loud. Was it? Oh, it was so loud. My head hurts.
1: Like bad recording? or <laughs> No, like my head hurts. But it's just loud. Okay. If you don't know, Stephen McGrath, our favorite Scot.
0: <laughs> Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap.
1: We love you too, Adam and Mike. So <laughs> dinner last night, Adam, yeah, Adam, Mike, dinner with Scots. So we go out with Adam, our Stephen McGrath, who's celebrating a 33rd birthday today. Yeah, midnight. So as we record last this. Night, yeah. Yes, yeah, so midnight last night. We're in the final place to get drinks. Both our wives are 80 sheets toasted. to the wind at this point. Toasted. Totally toasted. And... I say, I say, get, just get me a Jack and Coke. Jack's easy to drink 80%. Like it's easy. It's like the Bud Light of, of whiskey. <laughs> I come back, I'm drinking this thing. Dude bought me a triple shot Jack and Coke. That's, that's what, that's what we're dealing with here
0: in Paris. Thanks, Steven. Thanks, Steven. Oh, dude. Yeah. No, Julie was, she was out after all the wine. Her and Christine obviously were out drinking earlier while we were working, and then they just yep. carried along. And yeah, no. So yeah, we got McGrath. I'm fine. Yeah, Julie's like I'm fine. Let's go. He's an enabler. I'm like yeah, yeah. Go ahead, blame, blame, blame McGrath, but blame Stephen. Uh, he's just Scottish. He's uh, not an no, enabler. Just, he's just Scottish. That's <laughs> who he is. <I'm> That's <laughs> who he is,
1: man. Happy birthday though to him. Ooh. We uh, we obviously yes love him. yes. Happy, shout happy. out. All right. So let's get to it. Uh, we got a short show. We got to get back to Unleash and uh, all the things that we have. So first shout out, uh, or just show some love. Text kernel. We were in Text Colonel's booth uh, yesterday. Yeah. Got some great interviews that we'll be dropping uh, in the coming weeks. But thanks to them, they were very hospitable. Love Herard, uh, their CEO. He's always great. So first shout out definitely to them. Yes. Um, second one for me, talking job. Uh, the, the startups here are great and they have a competition, which... I think your your daughter yeah. helps set up. She actually runs it. Yeah, that, yeah. runs that yeah. thing. So, so talking job. If you don't know, uh, I am not sure where they're out of, but their basic premise is that uh, you apply through voice, mm-hmm. and it transcribes everything as opposed to messaging or texting, yeah. which it's sexy. Is a paradox or it's sexy someone would do. Yeah, like the kids like talking. You know, they like talking uh, Siri. Alexa, whatever. And we've been talking about <laughs> boys for a while. So, so these guys won. Uh, so congrats to them. Uh, I've already mentioned Adam Gordon, Stephen McGrath. Thanks for a, a great dinner and a good yes. time last night. And also, hi, Bob, uh, had a party, rooftop party here that was, uh, really crowded it and was. really popular. It so, was. so shout out to them. By the way, uh, headquartered in Israel, uh, check with them and they said all that their employees, uh, were safe, safe and sound. Um, so that's good. Excellent. Good. Good to hear that from them as well. What do
0: you got? So a shout out to all the fans out there and the people that we see at shows that we don't get a chance to hang out with. I mean, we get mm-hmm. we get texts all night, that type of thing. We can only be so many places at once. Uh, <laughs> it happened last week in, in Vegas. It's going to happen wherever we go, but we uh-huh. amazing time uh and again the rooftop we got to see a bunch of people hang out for a little bit uh but again if we didn't get to hang out with you here hopefully maybe the next place we might be able to hang with you so shout, shout out to all of our fans and our friends who uh who uh, got the chad and cheese shaft last night yeah yeah and as as an
1: abbreviated show we're not going to do travel we're not going to do like fantasy football from our friends at factory Te- or factory fix but uh, you will be at in London in December, which is our final yeah. end-of-year travel. So the only chance you get to see us this year is Chad uh, in London <laughs> at TA Tech. Early December. How great is France? France is amazing. Like, probably like you, your whole life you've heard French are rude. Oh, no. They hate Americans. Yeah. Like, they're just miserable people. Yeah. No they're just, they're great. France is so great. Uh, everything about, even the shitty parts of France are pretty good uh, in my book. And by the way, I, I was introduced to French coffee, similar to Irish coffee, but instead of a, a Jameson, you throw in some cognac. Nice. So if you haven't tried uh, a French coffee, please do so. And it really helps if you have the French whipped cream on top, <laughs> the homemade stuff, which is really And a nice. little biscotti uh,
0: on top, one of those Yeah
1: yes yes little desserts uh, all day yeah. it doesn't hurt yeah. uh,
0: and you can do that well, do that uh, in and, France. and talking about that we're not doing birthdays but I do have to give a shout out to my uh, our, our middle kid Emma who turned 22 yes. last week. 22 Jesus and my niece who actually got married so uh, congratulations Haley and Chris which I had to do between Vegas and wedding france so yeah it's 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 been a hell of a couple of week and a half <laughs> how's it feel to have a
1: 22 year old daughter is it surreal i still feel like a 12 year old up here so yes it is very surreal so i'm sure like you and most people listening uh facebook throws out your memories yeah and obviously every day i get memories of of stella mm-hmm. and, and my oh, yeah. kids and it's just it's so surreal it is when they were young and where they are now like i can't imagine 22 and you probably look back when she. She's probably still the 12 year old girl. Yeah. At least I know Stella is
0: to me. Um, uh, so anyway. watching Kennedy run shit at unleash is just like you're in high school dude, yesterday, dude. She's a, she's a girl boss. Yeah. She's like,
1: she is. She's, she is, she's in control. Like I love it. I love it. <laughs> Quick rant. Cause we were talking about, um, HR tech, yeah. uh, and we'll get to unleash takeaways, uh, here in a second. But, um, I just have to point out, uh, phenom mm-hmm. who a company that a lot of people know, a lot of people probably use, um, they're pretty good at the fake advertising. Uh, we talk about <laughs> fake news. They, they posted on LinkedIn, the sphere, yeah. which we got to see you too. We oh, talked about most people have seen this thing yeah. on, on social media and online, but anyway, they, they took their logo and like put it on the sphere and made it move <laughs> as if it was real by all accounts. That was not a real ad. They didn't pay the six hundred fifty thousand no. dollars to have an ad on the sphere. And if they did, if that was their ad, they wasted their money. Was so anyway, shitty. look, yeah, to- total fake, total BS. If anybody fell for them advertising on the sphere, like you've been, you've been fooled, uh, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that shit. <laughs> I mean if it was an obvious like, hey haha, ha, we're here, but they kinda made it look like we really are on the sphere. Uh, we're here at HR Tech, so I mean, and somebody in I doing do thought they were geniuses though. I, I guarantee you. Who who yeah, who greenlighted that shit? I don't know. <laughs> yes, let's fix. by the way, they also have like sixty thousand LinkedIn followers as a as a employment software solution a little bit unrealistic, I don't know, maybe. Right. That's, maybe. A don't of, know. that's a lot. That's a lot of people. allegations. Allegations. Go <laughs> go go see who's go see who's following them and see if they look real. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's all i That's all I got. That's all I got. All right, you ready for some Unleashed takeaways? I want to know what you think
0: so far of the show. Yeah, other than other than all the shots and uh rooftop parties. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Talk to Elliot. <laughs> uh I mean even before we talked to the staff at at, at Unleash um, we noticed that there was something much different this week than there was last week, right? HR tech was – HR tech is, as I said last week, HR tech is HR tech. Kind of like same as it ever was. Yep. Not for, not here at Unleash. the The enthusiasm and excitement that we saw here was amazing. And you saw it as soon as you walked in the hall. I mean – people were early. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was amazing. Now later we found out that they had record numbers, right? Yeah. So even though you little pussy Americans who stayed home because of the quote unquote bed bug infestation, um, many who I talked to at HR tech said, no, I'm not going to Paris because of that. Well, guess what? You missed out and they had record numbers. It was amazing. I mean, it, it really was, it felt like a, it, it might just be me, but it felt like a new level of excitement for Unleash. Yeah. We've been to Unleash before. We enjoy Unleash. We love the way that it's set up. You've got stages, you know, integrated in with the expo hall. I mean, it's, it's all like togetherness and, you know, some former fashion around community, but in this case, it just seemed like it was heightened tremendously. I don't know why, but yeah. it just did.
1: Yeah. I think part of that is uh, with COVID, you know, COVID was over for America probably yeah. a little bit before it was Europe. So there's mm-hmm. a, a little bit more pent up energy or demand to just get the hell out of the house. Um, obviously, coming to Paris in, in fall isn't a bad thing. Look, no. there are two conferences that I look forward to every year. It's RecFest in London and it's Unleash in Paris. Part of its location, part of it is just the energy, the uniqueness of the show. I'm I am over the whole like, go go away for an hour, sit through a PowerPoint, PowerPoint. Come back for coffee. Talk to a few vendors. Go back out from the expo hall. Yeah. Come come in for a drink like that. It's just so played. Rec Fest totally throws that on its on its ear. Unleash oh, yeah. like you mentioned. It's all together. The energy is there. There seems to be a mentality around Americans that we know it all. We know all the companies. We know everything. <laughs> yes. There's yeah. a curiosity and an engagement with Europeans that's mm-hmm. almost a humility of. I'm I'm here to learn. I know that I don't know everything. There are Americans here. There are Brits here. There are so many different viewpoints that yeah. I'm here to learn and ask good questions. Mm-hmm. Americans don't have that mentality. Maybe it's just because it's America, but it's so refreshing to come here. And, and have that engagement that I think is is hard to find in America.
0: And it feels like we're just all business all the time, too, which is it, it sucks and it's flat and it's stale. Right. We're here. It's not just all business all the time. And don't get me wrong. You know, we, we see people, you know, at, at, at the HR tax or, or, or whatever shows we go to uh, in the U.S. And, you know, we have a good time. OK, there, there's no question there. But when we're talking about business, um, it just seems like everybody, you know, just wants to get down to business. Yep. Here, it's not that way. It's more about the relationship before it is the business. Uh, And and that might actually have something to do. One of the one of the key ingredients to the excitement that we actually see here and also at Wreckfest, because I mean, these two shows, these two shows, my favorite shows, they're both European shows who came to the US and they bring an excitement that the other shows just don't.
1: Yeah, the competitiveness that's going to come with RecFest coming to America, Unleash in America. Yeah. Apparently HR Tech's going to come to Europe in a bigger Amsterdam. way. Like, mm. yeah, the, the competitiveness is going to be turned up to 11. Uh, I guess that'll at least be interesting. I don't know yeah. if it's good for business, but it will at least be interesting. My fellow Americans, if you haven't been to either RecFest in London or Unleash in Paris, you're missing out. Skip HR Tech next year <laughs> and come and come to Paris. <laughs> my head <laughs> editing editing that was going to be fun for you isn't oh. it? Like, uh, okay all right guys uh we got some layoffs on monday linkedin uh who is not at unleash and was not at hr tech uh, by the way said it Weird. said it was cutting 668 people uh, mm. the third round of layoffs at the microsoft owned unit this year meanwhile developer forum stack overflow said uh it would cut its staff by 28 percent which according to the Verge. Amounts to 100 jobs. Last year's cuts were more a response to macroeconomic conditions as big tech firms cut in response to a downturn in ads and corporate spending on enterprise software, while startups had to cut costs when venture funding dried up. Today's cuts seem to be caused by a narrower set of factors, more specific to individual companies.
0: Chad, what are your thoughts? on the news out of linkedin and stack overflow this week so i thought linkedin was interesting because we're talking about roles across engineering product talent and the finance team so notice how they did mention sales or customer service yeah i that, that's a, that's that's a good indicator to me why um it's very telling from the standpoint that you're owned by microsoft you can allow the mothership to absorb some of those duties now i'm not 100 sure that's the case but uh, it just makes damn good sense. The one thing that's most interesting is the product team. Now we've talked about on this podcast for years about how LinkedIn's product isn't evolving at a a rate uh, that you would think that a a market leader would evolve at. Mm -hmm. Will this be a pivot to Microsoft product engineers? I don't know, but uh, I'd like to start digging in further to see I mean, because this could be a turning point for LinkedIn in a very, very good way. This is all just a supposition at this point because we yep. don't know. But if you take a look at it and you think about it, being able to dig into the core of the mother ship there there might be some there might be some opportunities here. But the good the good thing, uh, just from a market standpoint, is that uh, again, when you see the the cutting of sales and customer service, there's an issue going to Stack Overflow. There's an issue significantly mm-hmm. reducing the size of the go-to-market organization. That's a problem. The go-to-market sales team, that's a problem. And, yeah. and we talked about when Stack added talent as a product and thought, you know, that that might actually make sense because of what they actually, actually do. It could be somewhat fluid, um, but I'm not sure that it is. I think that Stack, which is a communication and efficiencies tools for for, uh, teams, right, for for actual organizations, talent probably doesn't need to resolve or at least be in that platform unless it's a separate team that knows how to sell it. Because the the teams, the communications, the efficiencies, the dev stuff that they do from, from Stack Overflow, that is a much different product. That's a much different story. That's a much different sales pitch. Than talent is, so yeah. I think maybe they're trying to open that tam a little bit too much. It did sound like it; it, it seemed like it made sense, but I think what we're seeing here is that it, it just didn't make sense for Stack, which is good for organizations like the Hacker Jobs, um, the the Hacker Ranks, and, and and whatnot. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills.
1: So layoffs at LinkedIn probably is from a, a suffering of or weakness in recruiting. Uh, Its biggest revenue source remains recruiting fees, uh, and a lack of a strong growth in advertising is probably part of that uh, layoff round as well. Uh, LinkedIn may also be shifting employees to a market where labor is cheaper. Uh, CNBC had a story recently about LinkedIn, quote, ramping up hiring in India. How does that make any sense? (laughs) A little offshoring could be be the case. Interestingly, Uh uh, this news came a day after the Financial Times published uh, a piece about how great LinkedIn was creating a quote new breed uh, of influencers. So usage remains strong, uh, although popularity doesn't translate into revenue, unfortunately. Right. But right. should. It, should. it should. Yeah. LinkedIn should be better at advertising and providing better uh, yeah. recruiting tools. They need better products. <laughs> and better products. Yes, for sure. And, and if they're more job seekers, they should be using LinkedIn. Um, as well, and paying yeah. them uh, for those services. Stack Overflow's uh, move may be the strongest sign yet as to how ChatGPT is going to fuck around with digital businesses for the foreseeable future. Uh, Stack Overflow cut 10% of staff in May after doubling its workforce to more than 500 people last year, the sugar mm-hmm. rush that you like to like to talk about. Uh, now, that was before ChatGPT was launched. Right. Uh, remember that it was the information Uh, who reported in April that Stack Overflow was one of several software companies that they thought was a danger because of the rapid rise of generative AI. Um, As tech companies start to file quarterly earnings throughout Mm -hmm. October, um, it's going to be really clear as to how deep and the reasons why these layoffs are happening. Uh, For now, the cuts in LinkedIn suggest at least some big tech firms are being more careful and being more disciplined around labor costs. But until we get some earnings reports, it's going to be it's going to be hard to say for sure. Yeah, agreed.
0: I I don't know. I don't know that the the stack overflow thing has has much to do with generative AI yet. Uh, I, I don't think we're there. I think it will. I, I think it will. I think we'll actually see more of the coding as it gets as it gets smarter because we're in co-pilot phase right now. Um, get it, it? And the co-pilot phase is really just teaching the algorithms to do what we're doing, right? It seems cool. It's like, oh, I've got a co-pilot to help me out, but we're really just teaching the algorithms to do what we do. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're there yet. So I think, I, I think we will be having that conversation. Uh, I, I personally think, you know, when you take a look at, cutting a go-to-market sales team, you know, there's a product problem. Mm-hmm. There's a product problem. And they need to at least kill a product <laughs> that that was being supported by that go-to-market team and then focus, narrowly focus on what they're actually doing well at. Yep. And, uh, and again, I think we both thought that Talent was going to be good for Stack Overflow. But as, as you dig into it a little bit more, their, their product, their original product set, talent really doesn't fit within their original product set from a sales standpoint. Yeah. So I think, I, I think that's what's happening. But I think we will see the impact of, of uh, generative AI down the road. Yeah. And GitHub, uh, who is owned by Microsoft slash
1: LinkedIn, hasn't had these mm. kind of cuts either. So that's interesting. By the way, ISIM's launching a co-pilot this week, at Unleash, uh, barely barely missed the cut for us to talk about, but I'm
0: sure we'll be talking about co-pilots on their high-resolution screens yeah. in, in the booth. <laughs> Dude, it was like, okay, so it was funny. And we love ISIMs, okay, but we got to uh-huh. give them some shit. They have these big-ass screens, big screens, right? Yeah. It's like, And they're showing the co-pilot, and they're on these grainy-ass, like almost 1970s yes. uh, resolution. It was like, oh, my God. And we, we said something to some of the staff, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't stop looking at it. Yeah, now. like,
1: I didn't notice it until <laughs> you said something, but now I can't unsee it. Yeah, I was I was looking for the, the knob from the old uh, 80s, yeah. 70s. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, God televisions. Uh, it was so fucking hilarious. Yeah, the yeah. rabbit ears. It's like, yeah, oh, wait yeah, a minute, the, we can get this in there. Someone better. get the <laughs> aluminum
1: to clear up the picture a little bit on this thing. Oh, uh, jeez. All right, when we come back, a little Who'd You Rather. All right, Chad, let's play a little Who'd You Rather. Okay. I'm going to talk about two startups that have recently gotten funding, and you and I will pick who we'd rather. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. Who'd You Rather. In this corner, we have the MarTech. Sydney-based The MarTech has raised $8 million in funding. The company employs AI to enhance personalized talent marketing. They count companies like Marriott, Vodafone, and Adobe as clients, leveraging employee advocates to create videos and stories promoting working for the companies and then distributing them across various platforms for recruitment campaigns. They have offices in the U.S., the U.K., and Australia. And in this corner, Minneapolis based Yardstick has secured an additional $12 million in funding. This brings their total to $24 million. The funds will be used to expand operations, broaden their business reach, and enhance development efforts. Yardstick provides trust and safety tools and expertise for high volume hiring businesses to safely screen, verify, and onboard workers at scale, particularly in the gig economy. They employ forty-two people, while the Martech employs twenty-nine people. So, Chad, Yardstick, and the Martech,
0: who'd you rather? I think they're both good names. I mean, the Martech. I mean, Martech. Everybody knows marketing technology, but being the Chad of the Chad and Cheese podcast, I like the Martech. Yep. Launching this year—that's what the—that's what the article said. Crunchbase has twenty fifteen date is, is when they found it and the CEO on his LinkedIn has twenty eighteen. So I have no clue when this thing actually started. They're Australian. They probably don't know either. Yeah, that's a good point. I, but but I'm going with the momentum on this one. If you take a look at the Martech, it's it's eight million dollars for an Aussie recruitment marketing company. Yep. That's a lot of money for for, for an Australian company, um, the, especially in this in this space or this time right now. Uh, the Martech signed, as you would said, Sainsbury's, Marriott, Vodafone, Adobe. They've got some pretty big names that they have on already. Plus, the it seems like the CEO Raj uh, has been in the marketing space since two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the yardstick number one. I'm not a background check guy. That, that that's your that, that's your area. Uh, number two job seekers paying for their own background checks, you can just fuck off, okay? I'd rather the MarTech all day. Oh, the MarTech. I'm
1: happy. (laughs) Good one, Chad. All right, so two very distinct businesses uh, on this, who'd you rather. Yardstick is trying Mm -hmm. to compete in the boring, settled, established market known as background checks, uh, which has its Coke, its Pepsi, and its Fanta with the likes of Sterling and Checker. I hate the background check business, low margins, if any margins. (laughs) It's a race to the bottom. And I hate startups who think they can put a dent in this crusty old grandfather of an industry. Now, the MarTech. I'm not so big on the name. Uh, The, like the Facebook. They were smart enough to take the out of the Facebook. Give them time. Uh, If they could have just named it MarTech or... Something I, I, that would have been better, but I aside from the name, the martech is diving into a growing segment that doesn't really have a clear platform of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, talent marketing is a growing niche uh, that companies have a growing interest in. How do we leverage TikTok? How do we leverage uh, Reels? I mean, we get it all the time. When we come to these these conferences and when we talk to people, I look at the martech almost as a do-it-yourself agency. Uh, ad agency solution where you can mm-hmm. provide your own videos and posts and they, they leverage job description marketing. It's sort of like a hoot suite for recruitment marketers. I think if you're a, if you're a shaker or an agency, like look at these guys really, really strongly and see if there's stuff we can take from this and give to our clients. Cause I think what they're doing is, is really, really solid. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also a ton of room to grow for the Martech, whereas the yardstick is going to be fighting for every yard Get it, yardstick. so ah, I do that? Uh, oh. Even in, even in hangover mode, I got dad jokes. So it, it, every it, inch, yeah, yep. every inch they're fighting <laughs> for. Um, there's a ton of room to grow for Martech. As a result, I would I would much rather uh, the Martech over yardstick. And by the way, by the way, Chad, yardstick was my nickname in college. Just a side note. Um, <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, Chad. Yes. Are you ready for a sandwich sacking? Sacking is what the Brits call firing. By the way, KSR. Oh yes, American oh, okay. friends don't. Gotcha. All right. The bank
0: sandwich uh, sack. Uh, yeah. No.
1: A banking a banking analyst from Britain who was terminated from his job at Citibank for expensing two sandwiches and other items on a work trip to Amsterdam has lost his legal battle for unfair dismissal. He claimed that the cons- that he consumed the items himself while the bank suspected he bought them for his partner, launching an investigation. While arguing that the expenses were within the bank's daily limit, the judge ruled in favor of the employer, stating that the issue was about the employee's failure to provide a full and frank disclosure rather than the amount of money involved. The judge emphasized Citibank's commitment to honesty from its employees and considered the dismissal to be a reasonable response to the misrepresentation allegation, Chad, what's your take on the double sandwich dismissal?
0: So he wasn't fired for buying a sandwich; he was he was fired for lying, is yep. what they're saying. But still, I mean, okay, it, it, I, we don't know the past of this guy. Okay, he, he could be he could be a, a liar, and this is just like a a long a long stream. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of a paper trail of, of why they got rid of them. But because I can't think of something that's under a hundred dollars for a bank uh-huh. to actually get rid of somebody. I mean, the banks are swimming in money literally, yeah. right. They're swimming in money. So I, I don't know, you know, why this would be a problem other than they just wanted to get rid of, you know, a, a problem player, problem uh-huh. child yeah. within the organization that, that that's all I can figure out here. But I think it's, it's, to be able to, to, to get rid – and having Citibank's name tied to a sandwich <laughs> sacking, that's uh-huh. um, not great for optics no matter what, right? Whether you, you think the guy was you know a liar or not a liar, it doesn't matter. Are you saying Citibank should have better things to do than launching an investigation uh, on yeah. sandwiches? 60% of the time, it works yes. every time.
1: Okay, first <laughs> of all, let's not shame people for eating two sandwiches uh, at a time. That's just not cool. <laughs> <laughs> and not that unusual, by the way. Uh, secondly, uh, Citibank probably wanted this dude gone. Uh, if if he was yes. crushing it, they wouldn't care if he was ordering filet mignon and lobster for breakfast, lunch and them. dinner. Yes. Let's be honest. Uh, no. laying, laying people off in Europe is usually tougher than the U.S. Uh, so mm-hmm. this must have been the easiest route for Citibank to cut this guy loose, to blame it on this sandwich debacle and lying. Um, third, at face value, uh, this is a lesson for all the kids out there. Uh, You can build a lifetime of trust only to have it all taken away because of one discretion. In this case, it was kind of a funny discretion, but nevertheless still a lie. Uh, If that little voice inside your head is saying, don't do it, it's usually a good policy to listen to that internal voice. And by the way, Chad, my inner voice is saying right now, why the hell are we recording a podcast? We're in Paris, for God's sakes. Vive la France. We out. We out.
0: Wow, look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast, or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bugfights on TikTok.